everyone, and welcome to the weekend update for this weekend, 8-18. It's Sunday. I'm Scott. And I'm Kelly. And I'm tired. Yes, very. And I don't know why. Like, I, I didn't really have a, a grand weekend full of activities. No. Uh, no, I just... I'm just tired. tired. I, I wish I knew why. I feel like the house is poisoning me. No, it's not the house. I feel I, like I feel like our weekend update last week we said we were both exhausted. Really? <laughs> well, that would definitely provide some evidence to my theory that the house is poisoning us. But if we just comment about it on the weekend, well, that explains it because we're not here during the week for a lot of the week. We're here a lot during the weekend, but during the week uh, we're, we're. I don't know. It's kind of a yes and no because we do a lot of our errands on the weekend, so we're not home a whole bunch you know that's fair i wonder like if there are any doctors listening maybe you can email the show or comment or whatever but like so i throughout the week get maybe six hours of sleep a day maybe sometimes it's way less than that which is not good for me and i understand that but on the weekend i I get like eight you know during a saturday i'll get eight and i'm wondering if my body is just not used to it so when i get eight hours it just messes me up no yeah no i totally agree with that because i know that whenever i like during the week you get a set hour set amount of sleep and then when you get more your body just doesn't know what to do with it so then you're just more exhausted because you got more sleep so you're more more rested but it also makes you tired at the same time yeah but i'm not rested i don't feel rested i mean i couldn't even work out today because i'm just so physically exhausted that I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Coupled to the fact that I ate like crap this weekend. So I'm, I'm also taking a self-esteem hit this weekend by eating like a, a tub. You, you had one bad meal. No, because the whoopie pies. Well, that's your fault for eating two whoopie pies well, and two ice cream it sandwiches. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling the guilt of of that choice, okay? I'm feeling the guilt of it, and I know, and the not working out on top of that is like, it's just annoying. Ugh. All for, right, well, first, what, what are we doing here today? First world problems. All right, so we've got some stuff we want to talk about. Before we fall asleep. Early, yeah, before I might fall asleep recording this. Anyway, so, why am I so sleepy? Anyways, so, we'll just go through these news items like we do on the weekend, um, do you want to do the plugs? Yeah, sure. So you can follow us on Twitter at Vegan Wing. You can email us at rwvegan at gmail.com. And you can go to our website, rwvegan.com. There you go. All those wonderful plugs. I think you got it right. I wasn't listening. No, I'm, so, I'm pretty sure I did. I was taking a drink. So the left continues to rally around the idea that Trump, his supporters, America... God, everything is racist. Everything and everyone is just racist. Um, In a speech delivered on Thursday morning, Beto O'Rourke re-entered the campaign. He re-entered because he left. Did you know he left? No. Did anyone know he left? No. Like, left, left? Like, bowed out and left? Because of the shootings in El Paso, he took some time off. Mm -hmm. So that he could comfort his people. Oh, because they're... Okay, sure. What comfort his people means is use them as political collateral to push the idea that Trump is a racist. He's the worst of all of them. They're all out there there doing it. It's all for the agenda. But he's the worst of all of them, okay? 
he, anyways, he re-entered the campaign trail. He gave a big speech that 14 people cared about. He said that he's shifting his focus to fighting President Trump. His quote, We have a racism in America that is as old as America itself. He claimed that he will no longer embrace campaign cliches, but instead will treat his campaign as a vehicle to combat immigration laws. He's fighting for the brown people. Beto, who just throws around cuss words now in his speeches because he's trying so desperately hard to be cooler than he actually is. Wait, so curse words make you cool? It's like, yeah, it's like extreme with an X, right? If that made you cool in 2000, it's got to make you cool now. Hmm. I mean, let's face it, Eminem basically made a career off of cussing, but... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he also mentioned how guns, uh, and how he doesn't think... Well, he also talked about guns, and how he doesn't think universal background checks or red flag laws are enough. Beto has the brilliant idea of instituting a federal buyback plan, on which he claims... He'll buy back all of the assault weapons. Wait, question number one. Where does the government get the money from? Well, that's a good question. Because everything is free, free, free. So let's hand out some more well, money. Well, I think, I think there are a lot of questions around this. Okay, this, this idea. All right, so we can break it down. First of all, Beto O'Rourke has no chance of winning no. at all. Right, like none. Like none. Okay? He's polling in between 2 to 5%. And that, that 2 to 5% includes the bump that he got after stealing 15 minutes of fame on the backs of the victims of El Paso. Oh, so he's, like, not anywhere in this field no, at all. Now, he has money. That's why he's still... So, like, he's going to be at the debates in September mm-hmm. because he has money. So he can fundraise well. He just is rich. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's rich. He understands the blight of the brown people because he's never been one. He's also an Irish who pretends to be Mexican. Well, and I just love it. His name's not really Beto. It's Robert. Yeah. Like, how was... I, I just don't get it. He said, I don't I don't know his story. What I know is that he's an idiot. And he's he's just... He's such a dork. Like, I don't... Anyways, whatever. So, breaking down his little idea here. The federal buyback plan. Okay? I, like... Got, uh, we'll go into it in a minute. Okay, with the gun law stuff and guns and some statistics, because I have some. We talked about it last week that we were going to present some statistics on guns. Well, I have some statistics. So we'll talk about that in a minute, okay? The real problem here is that Beto is, he's just jumping in with everybody else. They're all in the waters of gun control trying to take your guns away, okay? What he should be doing is backing away from everybody else and trying to separate himself from the field. Now, I get it, okay? The people who are separating themselves from the field, they're drowning. They're drowning because the people who are fund- funding these people, the people who would vote for these people, they don't want somebody who's moderate. They don't want any of that. They want these crazy lefties. That's what they want, okay? So he's got to, he's, he's trying to jump in and he's trying to, you know, each of them are trying to compete to see who can be the most ridiculous. So he's got to come out cussing, acting the most ridiculous, okay? It's disgusting to see him use the grief and pain of these victims, though, as political pawns. Oh, I yeah, keep it saying is. that. I think I've said that every week because every week these 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 asshats come out and they just use these victims. It's just so disgusting. Well, it's, it's only the victims that meet their agenda because I don't think I've heard one of these people talk about Dayton. You yeah. know, 
that they only will go after what's on what fits their platform. It doesn't matter. Yeah, date. They don't want to talk about Dayton. No. Okay. They they ignore it. Like yeah. it doesn't exist. Because doesn't it's, it ha- it's hard to pin Dayton on Trump. You know. You can't. They they only want to blame everything on Trump. That's obviously their their strategy going into 2020 is blame everything on Trump. Paint Trump as the bad guy. Paint Trump as this, then and the other. Okay. Now I will say just from my own like standpoint, I'm not too happy with how much Trump has been talking about, you know, going after the second amendment. I'm not a fan of that. That to me is, is, is bad. I don't so, like what, what all has he said? Because I've heard this well, mentioned, but I don't think just, I ever. It's just like his, his talk, his conversation, right? Like he, he talks about, you know, needing more gun laws, mm-hmm. but there's this misconception that like. That laws will prevent guns from getting into the I, hands of bad people. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't quite understand that. Like, I, I don't get it. I, no, I mean, because look, that shooting in Philadelphia, that guy banned from having weapons. Yeah, shouldn't he have had, a, yeah, he, he was like involved in... He's convicted felon. So, yeah. and, and the gun that he had was stolen. So, obviously, putting laws into place won't stop people, like, him from getting a firearm because he'll still end up getting it. So, no matter how many laws you pass firearms and guns are still going to end up in the hands of the wrong people. It's just strange to me that people can't see the correlation between, like, bad guys just don't follow the law. No, they don't. And it's like, and you, so a le- or someone who's legal, not legal, but they have the legal means to purchase a weapon, they can purchase as many guns as they want and they can just pass it off to whoever. It's like, Saying, oh, I have a cup and I'm going to pass this cup to this person because he can't buy it on his own. So just pass the cup, you know, it's the laws aren't going to it's not going to stop. I mean, I guess the theory is then you make it harder to get them. If the government buys back all the guns, then guns are harder to get. There's no definition as to what an assault weapon is. Okay, if they ban all semi-automatic weapons, that's pretty much all guns. In the United States. Even the ones police officers use. They're not going to take them from the police yet. Yeah. That, that's yeah. coming, but not yet. They want to take them from the people first, which is a walking contradiction because they tell you not to trust the cops, but then they also tell you that they only want the cops to be the ones to have guns. Yeah. It makes no sense. No. Okay. But they want to disarm you. And your question as an American citizen is to ask yourself, why do you want to disarm me? You know? That's a good question. All right, so here's some statistics around gun laws and guns and all that. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. This is from a 2017 report from the CDC because I, I want everyone to, to realize this, okay? The number one killer of people, okay, in the United States of America was what? Heart disease. Of course it was heart disease because we're all fat. Anyways, the heart disease, 647,457 deaths. Yeah, so uh, more than half a million people. Yep. Number two was cancer, of course. Okay, a lot of people there too, 599,000. Number three, accidents, unintentional, which is kind of weird that that's number three. But Well, like car accidents. Sure. and. Then you have chronic lower respiratory diseases. Then you have stroke. Then you have Alzheimer's disease. Then you have diabetes. Then you have influenza. Interesting to see Alzheimer's so high. Then you have influenza, the flu. And then you have something called nephritis. I don't know what that is. And then you have suicide. 
So firearms is way, 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 way down the list. Okay. Heart disease, 647,457. Firearms, 14,542. And that is of all ages. That is deaths of all ages. Okay. So 14,542 deaths by firearms, 647,457 heart disease. Yeah. So I just want you to, to compare that because all of the talk right now is about guns, 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 because we have these mass shootings and that obviously, you know, scares people because the news reports on it and the news is trying to paint their narrative. So they're basically telling you like, oh, it's the end of the world. These things happen every five minutes and they really don't. They really obviously don't, as you can see. More people drop dead at their desk of a heart attack than get shot. And as a matter of fact, suicide is more than double. Triple. It's triple. Is more than triple the amount of deaths caused by firearms. Suicide is 47,173. Firearms, 14,542. Here are some other things that are ahead of firearms. Okay. Okay. Drug-induced deaths. Oh, drug addiction. 73,990. Alcohol-induced deaths. 35,823. Okay. So just, just think about that because you never hear, I mean, we hear the war on drugs. We obviously, we know that drugs, but how come none of these politicians are talking about that? None of these politicians are out there talking about 73,990 people dying of drugs. None of these politicians are out here talking about how the epidemic of drugs in this country is absolutely absurd and is killing way too many people. Nobody's talking about that. No. Nobody's talking about how completely avoidable things like heart disease in most cases and diabetes in a lot of cases are killing a lot of people. None of the politicians except Marianne Williamson, oddly enough, are talking about that. Yeah. None of them are talking about that. No. Why do you think that that is the case? Because it doesn't fit their agenda. Of course it doesn't fit their agenda. And they don't, they, because they know if they come to you and they say you're too fat and you're too lazy, you need to get your fat ass off the couch and start moving around, people aren't going to be receptive to that. So even though there's clearly an epidemic in this country of obesity, there's clearly an epidemic in this country of drugs because we're a lazy society that has lost our purpose and our way. They don't talk about that. No. Okay. Instead, they want to come after your guns. That, that's just really, like, seeing those statistics is just, it's sad. It's sad. Because firearms is so low on that list. But then seeing that number of more, so over a million people combined die from heart disease and cancer in, in, in 2017. If you add all the numbers up of the ones that are below it in the top, what is this, 10? Top 10? If you add all those numbers up, you don't even get it close to... To heart disease at all you don't even get close to this just that alone outside of cancer wow that's just that's crazy heart disease and cancer that should tell you something but and yet they're focused on the 14,000 i mean 14,000 is still a significant number of people to die from firearms yeah, but, but it's nowhere close to the numbers to the number of deaths in all these other categories no, and drugs and alcohol are ahead of it yeah but and no suicide. one talks about that no one talks about duis no. How, why is it that the news covers these? And again, I'm, look, I'm not downplaying mass shooting. I'm not, okay? It is awful. It is awful. But how many people die in DUI-related situations? And the, the news doesn't cover that this way. Whenever somebody gets killed, whenever a family gets killed because some drunk asshole decided to drive his car late at night, 
you don't hear the news talking about how we need to pass stricter alcohol laws. No, I was just, I was scrolling through the no, the news this morning and there was about 10 deaths overnight just from v- car accidents. Wrong way drivers, drivers that are under the influence of either drugs or alcohol. And it just says cause of the reason for the accident. It doesn't say, oh, like drugs are bad, alcohol's bad. Like they don't, you know, it's just, it's terrible. Yeah. So, here's another thing. Mass shooting. So, what is the definition of mass shooting? Because we've been talking about it. A lot of people have been talking about it. I think it's, isn't it a shooting where more than three people have been shot or injured? Or killed or injured? That is correct. Okay. Three or more killings in a single incident. Yeah. Okay. So... A 2017 study defines mass shootings as an incident that occurs in the absence of other criminal activity. So if three people die in a shooting because bank robbers are robbing a bank, that is not considered a mass shooting. Oh. Right? Okay. Drug deals are also not considered mass shootings. So if there's other criminal activity happening, it's not a mass shooting. No. So because of that, mass killings are actually really rare. Mass public shootings are... So mass killings are rare. Mass shootings are even rarer. Okay. Mass killings. Okay. That's not even mass shootings. Mass killings only account for 0.2% of homicides every year. Wow. 0.2% every year. And approximately 1% of homicide. What is this stat? Oh, 1% of homicide victims are victims that were killed in a mass shooting. Okay. 12% of mass killings are mass shootings. Hmm. So not even 50% of mass killings mm-hmm. are mass shootings. Oh, wow. So more people are killed in mass, in this mass com- com- capacity, by other means besides shooting. Huh. Okay? So that's kind of interesting to think about. And yeah. you guys should re- remember this. Um, most mass killings, most, so, okay, 0.2%. Mm-hmm. Are mass killings. Okay. Most mass killings are familicides, which is murders of family members or intimate partners. Mm-hmm. Okay. And felony related killings, such as robberies gone bad. So in this definition, mass killings must include other, other, or this study. Okay. So there's a, there's been a slight increase in the frequency of mass public shootings over the past few years. The rates are still similar to what the United States experienced in the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. So, there's this narrative that mass shootings have gone up a significant amount in mm-hmm. recent years. Yeah. The reality is they haven't. Oh, wow. The media's coverage of them has gone up. Yeah, to and me- they've gone up slightly, mm-hmm. but they have not gone up in an incredible amount. They're very similar to the numbers that were reported in the 80s. And the oh, well, because the way, like, watching the news, you would think that there was one happening every other day. You would so. think. Okay. Here's some more statistics for you, and I know we're getting long. Our weekend episodes are usually pretty... Oh, gosh. We're at 19 minutes. All right, so I'll cover these really fast. These are going to be some some point point and hit, and we won't talk about Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib. I want to talk about them today. We'll talk about them on Tuesday. Okay. Okay, over 90% of, of public mass shootings take place in gun-free zones. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so very important to note that. 90% of public mass shootings take place in gun-free zones. A gun-free zone is a zone where civilians are not permitted to carry so, a firearm. So such as the bar in Dayton. Yes. A complete ban on assault weapons, which is still very undefined. It'll save very few lives. Six out of every ten mass public shootings are carried out by handguns. Oh. Okay, one in ten is committed with a rifle. Huh. 
the average age of mass public shooters is 34, which means that increasing the minimum age for purchasing a firearm would not target the perpetrators of the majority of mass shootings. Hmm. Few public mass shooters have used what the media, and you've heard this term so much recently, high-capacity magazines. Yeah. They want to ban high-capacity magazines. Well, the reality is, looking at the numbers, few mass public shooters have used high-capacity magazines. And there is no evidence that the lethality of their attacks would have been affected by delays of two to four seconds to switch magazines. Okay? Some of the largest mass shootings in the United States history were carried out with low-capacity weapons. The Virginia Tech shooter killed 32 and injured 17 with two handguns, one of which had a 10-round magazine and the other a 15-round magazine. He simply brought 19 extra magazines. Huh. Anyone who's ever fired a gun can tell you that it does not take long to switch magazines. No, it you is just literally a matter of seconds. Yeah. You hit the button, you pop another one in, yep. you're ready to go. 23 people were killed and another 20 injured in Killing Texas cafeteria, a cafeteria in Killing Texas, by a man with two 9mm handguns capable of maximums of 15 round and 17 round magazines, respectively. A mentally disturbed man armed with two handguns and a shotgun. Shot and killed 21 people in, oh, I'm going to say this wrong, San Ysidro, I don't know, sorry, McDonald's, and injured another 19. He used handguns. Again, huh. and a shotgun, which only has a five-round capacity, the shotgun he used. Okay? Wow. The idea here being that, listen, we keep talking about high-capacity magazines, but the reality is you're talking a matter of seconds to switch magazines. It is not hard. No. All right, public mass shooters typically of histories of mental health issues. Duh. According to one study, 60% of mass public shooters have been diagnosed with a mental disorder. A large body of research shows a statistical link between mass public killings and serious untreated psychiatric illness. Which, well, yeah. Duh. Duh. Okay. That's a given. Yeah. It's important to remember that the vast majority of people with mental disorders do not engage in violent behaviors. Okay. There's no empirical means of effectively identifying potential mass murders. There just isn't, okay? Because most people with mental illness don't hurt anybody. They just suffer from mental illness. Yeah. You can't just say that because someone has a mental illness, they're going to kill someone. Yeah, because most people that have a mental illness, they take medications or whatever to combat that. The United States does not have an extraordinary problem with mass public shootings compared to other developed countries. This is another narrative that is painted by the media. That we are this bastion of murder, basically, out of developed countries, okay? You have to adjust for population differences. Because if you look at just the numbers, you're going to see, oh, you know, yeah, we have the highest. But you have to adjust for population differences. Yeah, you this do. This is something the numbers do not do, okay? When you adjust for population differences, you actually see that developed countries, other ones, have way worse problems with mass public shootings than the United States, Okay. Okay. So you have to adjust. This was this this statistic is courtesy of John Lott uh, in his book, The War on Guns: Arming Yourself Against Gun Control Lies. So maybe some people will say that's a biased book, but no, he does a really good job of presenting statistics to show that this isn't as I don't want to say it isn't as big of a problem, but yeah, there were 27 percent more casualties per capita from mass public shootings in the European Union than in the United States from 2009 to 2015. Wow. Yeah, 27% more. Now, how do you feel about after hearing that compared to what the media tells you? 
with the way if, what the media tells me is that we have the most out of any country in the world. That's not true. And it's not at all. Here's another thing to remember. Mass killers are mass killers. They want to kill. And whether you, they have guns or not, they're going to kill. Some of the worst mass killings in the United States have occurred without firearms. Before the 2016 Orlando nightclub shooting, the deadliest attack on the LGBT community in America occurred in 1973 when an arsonist killed 32 and injured 15 at the upstairs lounge in New Orleans. Oh, wow. In 1987, a disgruntled former airline employee killed 43 people after he hijacked and intentionally crashed a passenger plane. Oh, I hadn't even heard of that one. In 1990, an angry ex-lover burned down the Happy Land Social Club where his former girlfriend worked. He killed 87. In 1995, 168 people were killed and more than 600 injured by a truck bomb parked outside of the Alfred P. Mura Federal Building in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. We know about that one. Yeah. In 2017, a man in New York City killed eight and injured 11 by renting a truck and plowing down pedestrians on a Manhattan bike Oh, I remember that. In other countries, bombings, mass stabbings, and car attacks frequently kill more people than even the deadliest mass shootings in the United States. Consider the following. In 2004, in Spain, there were 192 deaths related to bombings and 2,050 injuries. Great Britain, 2005, 52 deaths because of bombings, 784 injuries. Japan, 2008, car ramming and stabbing, 7 deaths, 10 injuries. China, 2010, a shovel loader killed 11 people and injured 30. As you can see, we could go on and on and on in this list, okay, but... It is what it is. Car ramming seems to be a very common thing that takes out a lot of people. Okay? Here's one thing. A lot of people in the left, and this is the last thing I want to share before we let you go. Uh, a lot of people in Australia, or uh, a lot of people say that Australia eliminated mass public shootings when they banned assault weapons. You do hear this. They talk about Australia a lot. Yeah, okay? they do. It's important to note that is not the case. Mass shootings in the country were very rare anyways before the 1996 National Firearms Act. Okay, And multiple casualty shootings still occur. Before 1996, firearms crimes in Australia rarely involved firearms prohibited under that act, suggesting that any change in fire-related crimes or deaths was not due to the law because most of the attacks that happened anyways weren't, weren't because of the law or weren't ones that would have been affected by the yeah. law. Okay? Furthermore, Australia did not see a reduction in mass murders. In the years immediately following the enactment of the act, the country experienced six mass shooters in which five or more people were killed. They just weren't killed with guns yeah so it's important to note again when you ban guns you open the door for other attacks yeah for other ways for those attacks to happen because people who want to kill will, will kill. kill it's that simple so i had another news item i'm gonna save it for tuesday we're gonna talk a lot about it um is there anything kelly that you have especially after hearing those statistics and hearing some of those facts is there anything you want to add before we say goodbye to everyone i just we promised everyone some gun statistics to talk about guns yeah i did. wanted to make sure that we delivered on that promise in this episode no i mean it's just um seeing the statistics laid out in front of you is just it's it's eye-opening because you would be led to believe through the media that most of these people are dying from firearms and and guns and that how all these gun laws will protect people but in reality that's not the case no. like guns just make up a tiny percentage of that they do and it's important to note and you can find a lot of these statistics online i really actually do recommend that you pick up john lott's book 
um, because there's a lot of good information in there um, about this. You can learn a lot by picking it up. It's called The War on Guns, Arming Yourself Against Gun Control Lies. It was published in 2016. You can find it on Amazon. Find it anywhere. I highly recommend you pick that book up. Anyways, Kelly, if you don't have anything else, I think we'll say goodbye to everyone. Yeah, I, I think we pretty much covered it today. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a great rest of your weekend, a great Monday, a great Tuesday, and a great Wednesday. And then we will be there Wednesday night to to give you a warm embrace. <laughs> from these to, days. to welcome you back. That's right. Thank you, everybody, and uh, take it easy. <laughs>